Coming to you live from Parkview Studios, The Garage. This is the Brothers Catch-Up, a weekly podcast where two brothers come together just to catch up. I'm Sal Biazzi. With me, as always, is my brother, Frankie Biazzi. And we're back in the garage. You, last week, made me... I was in a foul mood because of your behavior last week before the podcast. My behavior? Yes. You disrespected the garage as a recording studio, saying that it smelled. Because I just mowed my lawn. And the garage smells like a garage. I use what it. are you talking about? That's not what. That's not why it smelled. And then, and the fact that you're going to bring that up on this podcast is ridiculous. And then, <laughs> you know why it smelled. And then, and you can't tell me I was wrong. You called my patio slimy. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I love my patio. I do apologize for that one. That <laughs> one was out of line. The garage smelling was very in line. And I smelled stand, like grass. I will stand by that. Oh, man, that Bluetooth speaker's been on this whole time. <laughs> the patio comment was very unfair and mean and shouldn't have been said. I'm trying to get that grass to come back in thick back there. It is. Uh, That's what I've been working on. Dude, there's like a little fall... Full crispness in the air. You like that, right? I'm a little chilly. My legs are a little cold. I'm gonna use the. There's a jacket behind you. It's also a blanket that I'm sitting on. A dolphin's blanket. If you stick around, there's might be dolphins content in your future. You should probably just go. <laughs> you should probably ignore it. It's not worth listening to. Ooh, that's nice. Um. So, anything particular you had? Go on this week that you'd like to talk about. Yeah. Go ahead. Fuck COVID. (laughs) Now, here's why I say it. We live in New Jersey. Yes. Growing up, I've spent my life at the end of the summer. My favorite event of the year is the Point Pleasant Seafood Festival. It's great. great. There's good food. You walk around. Point's really nice to walk around. Oh, it's so, when it's, the streets are cool. Closed. It's a good time. Well, last year, thanks to COVID, there was no seafood festival. Also, I was living in Florida at that time, so like, who cares? But this year, 43rd annual, it's back, everything's excited. It sucked. I don't know if it's cause of COVID, but I'm going to blame COVID. I think it's been winding down, and COVID was just like... Dude, it's a blow. it was weird. Like, it what? First of all, the setup was completely different. Normally, it's set up one way, and it was just not set up that way. So I couldn't even find the food. Legitimately, walked down the whole thing. I was like, "There's no food here." There was like a funnel cake stand and like a street corn stand. But where's the seafood? Where's all the seafood? Now, <laughs> we I was so angry and like just agitated with the day itself. So like. I was a little bit hasty and left, and then later on I saw that there were pictures of the restaurants, but they weren't where they normally are, and there weren't many of them. So like, but when was the last time you had gone? I mean, probably like 2000 and uh, what's, this was 2021? Probably like 20, 2015? <laughs> 2016? So is it possible that in like a half a decade they could have changed the layout? Yeah, but if bit? they mo- change the layout, it's it's really dumb. Like, your <laughs> your event sucks now. Also, like, there was just, like, more. Like, there used to be just more things. 
But I was actually thinking about it. Maybe I was just a little kid and I thought it was a bigger, bigger. thing. But I don't know. I was disappointed in it. And I'm blaming COVID. Because <laughs> COVID has just ruined everything. So. Okay. Well, I agree with you. I didn't go to the seafood festival. I haven't been to the seafood festival in a long time, but it used to be great. Yeah. Not anymore. I'm not Thanks. a festival person Thanks, anymore. Obama. Thanks, Obama. You did this. I don't want to get political on this podcast. Hmm? I don't want to get political on this podcast. Oh. Well, I was going to talk about V for Vendetta because we talked about that last week. I was joking. We can get political. I watched V for Vendetta. It's the scariest movie ever made. It's There's, it's the most horror horror film. How long did it take you to get into the movie before you were like, five, oh, wow, this is... Five minutes. This is eerily similar to the reality. That, five how minutes. How long ago did this movie come out? Do you know how old that movie is? Did you look it up? Uh, 2006. That's old. Yeah. Um, it was five minutes, literally, because in the first five minutes... It actually, it wasn't even five minutes. It was, it was like the first 30 seconds. We have a correction to make, by the way. Also, this is a side. We'll get back to V for Vendetta. Yes. Arguing with someone on Twitter this week to belittle me. and We should make that a segment. How did it take us arguing 45 someone, episodes? Where like you pick out your favorite <laughs> argument from the week, whether it's a TikTok comment or a Twitter, and we just like go through it. We analyze it. Uh, someone just happened to point out that we have a podcast. Like, disinformation. Like, oh, you spread disinformation on thank your you podcast so much. and no one listens Thank to you it. for listening. I did, so I said thank you for being a listener. Because how would you know this is a disinformation podcast? That's the whole point. You yeah, had to listen to You sent him a shirt. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it was definitely trying to be an insult. But... Look, bad news. Uh, we, we don't have, take insults. We have disinformation to correct. Because last week, talking about V for Vendetta... I stated that it was a Marvel comic. Yeah, it's DC. DC comic. It's DC. So we don't want to spread harmful disinformation that could harm people. Which it's that alone hard. bumps up DC. In your book? In my yeah. book. It's you a great movie. Sure. It's like really good. Um, yeah, within the first 30 seconds, I was like, oh my god. Because there's like a newsman on TV just going well, off that about... movie, America's population has been decreased to like 100 million people because of a disease. Yeah. And war. So like... And they're blaming America and then Kira Knightley, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman goes out into the streets after curfew. There's a lockdown. And then like there's these like state people who are like gonna beat her up. It's just crazy. And I was like, oh, this is wild. You see Or- Orphan Black? No. Orphan Black is a... I think it's a British show. Um, I watched like the first season or two, but Kira Knightley reminds me of the plot of Orphan Black or Natalie Portman, because Orphan Black is like the story of this Russian girl who finds out that she was cloned, and there's like ten of her, but they're all different. Sick. And they like they all look different. You wouldn't necessarily know that they're twins, but you'd be like, oh, they're sisters, but they're actually all clones of one another, like identical. And that's like Kira Knightley and Natalie Portman. Like you know, they're different people. But they're actually, like, identical people. All right, hold on. I, I'm going to stop you. You have to stand up and try okay. to move to where I am. And just look in the window of that house. Okay. That is such a trippy... All right, tell me how long it takes you to figure out what's going on. That's his TV. Yeah, but the TV's so big, and it just fits the screen, the window perfectly. He's playing God. He's playing Call of Duty. I was... 
I couldn't. Oh, was that called? What, he's playing. Yeah, I couldn't figure out what was going on You're with like, my eyes. Watching. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's playing video games. Isn't that crazy? It's oh, just let's just watch. It. Let's commentate his Twitch stream. He's not dead yet. No, he's been I, playing a while. He might have just gone up there. in the air. I think he's, he's got to be playing Warzone. Whoa. Isn't that weird? This is weird. I have binoculars. Is it weird if we just peer yeah, through his window? I was just more <laughs> concerned. Like it, it looked like there were some weird light things going on. And I couldn't look away. I'm like, what is happening in this window? I thought you were gonna say he was watching V for Vendetta. Well, that'd been wild. <laughs> um, so real quick, back to V for Vendetta. The speech he winds up giving to the people, like I get why you did this. Like you mentioned it last week, and I was like, yep, this is pretty. And while he's giving that speech, you're like, oh, shit. Like, if RTV always interrupted tomorrow and some mass dude was like, don't you know that the world... I'd be like, finally. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's kind of what we're maybe... Maybe what the... I was inspired by the end of it. Yeah? Because at the end, the last scene with, like, all the masked people, I was like, this is awesome. Like, this is what we need. But maybe that's kind of the point, though. Is like, there's got to be someone willing to, to kind of start Parliament. this. Do, do you remember when Trump was inaugurated and Madonna stood on the whatever she was, and she was like, "I have dreams of blowing up the White House." She's like our V. Yeah, but we need someone who actually. It can't just be whining. You didn't get your way. <laughs> this is why it has to be like. No, our society is crumbling and you're at fault. This, we have to do this. Yeah. No, I agree. So yeah, Viva Vendetta was pretty good. I like that movie. Really enjoyed it. But you see what I was saying about the neckbeard culture too, though? Yeah, I, I was a little bit... I'm not as in tune with that. So I mean, maybe I was a... I understood it, but... Just like... He's such a... Think about it, like 2006, how long ago that is, really, in internet meme time, and in all the time since where, like, the nice guy, gamer, nerd caricature has been created, I feel like they're all just, like, V-wannabes. Like, uh... Well, the way he talks is very specific. And how he, like, rescues Edie's, like, the nice guy, but, like, it's kind of a dick, too. Like, it's just... Um... But that movie wasn't directed by the Wachowskis, but it was written by the Wachowskis, that screenplay. Which made me go, well, I think I'm going to watch The Matrix now, too. And man, the Wachowskis know something. <laughs> They're in. Well, have you ever seen Sense8? Is that them, too? That's them, too. It's I've never seen Sense8. I've never seen it. But I'm into that. The plot of that show, I think, is like legit. Well, what is it? I don't spoil anything. It's like the whole point of the show. Okay. Well, my thinking, though, is this. If the Wachowskis actually knew, why would they allow them to make stuff? Why are they allowed to make stuff in Hollywood? Why aren't they blacklisted? Uh, because I don't think they... It's like... It's like Trevor Moore. You know what I mean? Like, he... Knew, but probably never doesn't know anything directly. Yeah, so he got to make stuff. And you can get pretty close, and it doesn't matter. 
Like the mate doesn't matter how accurate you think the matrix is and in, in the message it's trying to send. It's not close enough where anyone who yeah. is watching it is going to be like cultural like conscious my consciousness has now been elevated to like awareness of my plight. Yeah, so you're saying. So you're allowed to do that. But you know what you're not allowed to do? You're not allowed to politically oppose them. You're not allowed to come out and go on a campaign of trying to educate the public. You can't do things like that. So what are the Wachow- what actually happens to the Wachowskis? Well, they get slowly more and more into Hollywood and eventually become trans people. Now, I'm not saying that they're not authentically trans people. They probably are. I'm just saying that, like... What are the odds that both of them... Well, I just think about, like, young Bruce Jenner. Like, what happens to Bruce Jenner by the time he's 45 that he's, like, now I'm coming out and becoming trans? Like, I think that there's... This is my own hypothesis and opinion. It reflects nothing other than that. I'm an idiot. Everyone listening to this should form their own opinions based on everything they know. That's the preface of I'm going to say this. I think what happens a lot of the time, and it's not just about like Hollywood, it's just about like human nature, is when you give in to the modern society's ideas of sexuality and especially like like the real cultural like what our society is telling us we are as humans goes even further than sexuality like what you are as humans is like your own god that's the real root of modernism is that you're in control of your own destiny but even more importantly your own body and even more importantly your own consciousness and even more importantly that makes you your own god and we are losing the connection to like a faith Thanks. which puts god external yeah. and what happens in that scenario in a society that's flooded with se- over sexuality and over pornography and over violence this is like i think this taps into like mental health issues and shootings that happen too but i think what happens with the trans issue is you start to believe that what you're seeing in the images that bombard you constantly is something you can create for yourself. And that identity of like being a trans person, which I think is genuine in a lot of people, in some people is actually this idea that they can make their situation better by changing their identity to something that they idealize. That's, I, would, I would hope that's like the small, small, small minority. And I'm going to assume it is. But yeah, I mean, it definitely does exist. Yeah. So like... Yeah, I think that's a. I think it's really a symptom of our sick society is the the rates at which like these mass shootings happen. We're on antidepressants. The trans rate goes up. Like all these things are tied to one another. And it's not just it's not just in American culture in modern times. Like we know from history and all of our history classes. Like before Greece fell, like what were they doing with the with you know pedophilia or like in. Uh, the Bible, when de- when God destru- decides to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, what? Why is it? So like we have historical context that like when societies fall, they give in to debauchery, and I think that that's not to say that like, trans people are debased human beings. I don't mean that. I just mean that like culturally, you can't sustain yourself if like a very significant portion of your men decide that they're women tomorrow. Like it's not going to survive. You can't have a society like that because you would then have no sustainable resource yeah yeah you know what i mean no i get it population 
important. Yeah. Ah, so we went off the rails. But that I thought that was interesting stuff. Um, you wanted to talk about some celebrities you mentioned? Yeah. I mean, I think it's important to kind of go over the Nicki Minaj stuff. Even though I'm not actually... I didn't pay too much attention to it. It's like I don't know the full details of everything. Perfect. I just know Nikki was like, I ain't getting vaccinated. And then everyone proceeded to like call her out and shit on her. And she didn't back down. I like that Nicki Minaj is someone that I listened to a long time ago and then like stopped listening to her music. But like her early rap stuff, you know, I was. I liked her and Kanye yeah. like this and that stuff. Um, it's cool that all these years later now, like we're talking about a decade after, like I was in college and Nicki Minaj was a new artist and shit. She's still doing the damn thing. Well, it's nice when the celebrity is kind of on your side of the issue every once in a while. Like, oh, hey. Yeah. It's like, finally, someone. And and she's speaking just like her honest truth. Yeah, very authentic. Just like, like, it's just crazy the ridicule that comes along with that. Yeah. But it goes to show you the kind of times we're in. And that highlight that against Chris Rock who sits so, who's vaccinated, gets COVID, and tells you to get the COVID vaccine. Like yeah, that's, so that's the person you listen to. That's where I'm confused with alright. So I'm gonna try to put all of this together in one little topic. I was originally I don't want the vaccine. If you want it you should get it. It's everyone's choice. I no longer support that. I think if you're getting the vaccine, I think I think you're an idiot. <laughs> I was trying to think of how I can say that better, and I don't care. That's how I'm gonna say it. It doesn't. It doesn't work. Like it is. Like I was saying. Okay, well, it's not super effective. It can keep you every single day. It is getting more and more information out, and we're like, it's effectively nothing. It barely reduces your chance of hospitalization. It barely reduces your chance of death. Like, it's not. Like, it's not anything. It's crazy. Well, how else is Bill Gates going to edit your DNA if you don't take it? Chris, okay. Chris Rock, let's, like, go through the steps here. Yeah. Chris Rock gets vaccinated. Mm Mm-hmm. Chris Rock gets sick. Yes. It's bad. Uh Uh-huh. So he says, this is really bad. You don't want this. You should get vaccinated. You were vaccinated. (laughs) What are you talking about? What, why would I get it? Why would I get something to not that you got well, that didn't protect the, you? To lessen the symptoms. It's not lessening the <laughs> symptoms, clearly. So it, I'm at a loss Listen. with it, and it's driving me crazy. And what drives me more crazy is, like, two weeks ago, I was in the car, and I had Sirius on, and it, it was, like, uh, the comedy station. It was Chris Rock, and he was talking about AIDS and how they don't, they don't, they'll never cure AIDS because then they can't they want you to just live with it. It's like why would Cadillac make a car that lasts forever? He's like we can we can send a spaceship to the sun, circle it and have and have metals that withstand temperatures of 25,000 degrees Fahrenheit, but Dodge can't make a car that doesn't have a bumper fall off. Like that was and it's like now you so, like, the whole point of that bit is he's going against Big Pharma and this, like, how can you trust them? They don't fix anything. Like, they don't want to cure anything. And now you're going to tote this vaccine. That's not even helping you, dude. It's crazy to me. It's so crazy. 
I'm so glad we have this podcast and that we've been consistently recording every week to, since we started. Yeah. Because anyone who wants to or ever has the time could go back and listen to the way that our conversations have gone over the last year and the evolution of this topic of vaccines and COVID and where we're coming from here. And I think it's pretty consistent. Meanwhile, you compare it to the voices of the vaccine, the voices of the science, the voices of the COVID, and their story constantly changes. It's constantly changing. It's constantly different. And it remember, this vaccine was the ticket out of COVID. It's never ending. COVID never is ending. never going to end. I, I've been ending. saying this since day one of COVID. You could go back to this it podcast. Is, it is a virus. I will tell you from the beginning, this COVID is never going to end. The second you give them the ability to dictate every aspect of your life is the last second you ever get to control your life. We decided as a society, the government can decide who's essential and who's not. Well, it's who the, can work and who's not. When you have to wear a mask over your face and when you don't. It's, it's that whole like give an inch, take a mile. Like we've we've given way too many inches. And they have taken so many miles. And at this point, like I don't see how we ever get liberties back. Well, I can see how. Well, okay. Yeah, me too, but <laughs> it's just is that not gonna fun. happen? But is that good gonna, is it gonna happen? It's not a good thought, but And I keep seeing like the the idea of this like we've talked about this on the podcast months ago, about this like uh how we need like a peaceful divorce. It's too late for that. Like that's not gonna happen. And it's also unrealistic. Like it's just not gonna happen. So how would it even work? Like it can't. You had an idea. Yeah. About like you kind of give you give everyone like forty five days to move. Like you can move. This is how we're drawing it up. If you want to live like this, you can go here. If you want to live like you this, you can sell go. your property. What was it? Sell your but property. But that's not control. State? So like that's why that's never gonna happen. Yeah. Because that would be the federal government giving up control. They won't do. They that. will never do that. Yeah. They need you. Like the federal government needs us. Yes. We don't need the federal government. Have you heard about the, um, I'm going to get it wrong, because I always do, Evergreen, Evergrande? Evergrande. In China, the housing collapse mm, that's no. going on there? I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. China's weird, but... Name of this podcast, China's Weird. Yes. I've been talking to you a lot for a long time about the plight that we're in with china's rise to dominance mm -hmm. but china's not where it wants to be yet to take us on really and that's been the case for a while they're getting closer but china's still developing and it's developing very quickly thanks to us in a lot of ways but it's developing very quickly over the last like 10 years or 15 years compared to the rate it developed the previous like hundred years and it's accelerating they figured right. it out so they have in the last 20 years they used to have like 80 percent of their population that lived in the countryside you remember from playing yeah, dynasty yeah. warriors how big china is and yeah like, and they're trying to how, move them all into the cities okay yes 
So now 70% of the population lives within, I think, 90 miles of Beijing or like something crazy. They're like really, they're all in the cities. Well, the way they did that was with a lot of sort of American style capitalism. (laughs) You can, so there's a website. I think it's more based in Japan. But I think there's one for China, too, that all these houses that have been left in the countryside, you can buy them for, like, really cheap if you wanted to move to, like, <laughs> just the country the China. country in Japan or China. Um, but because of the size of China and the numbers, like, think about 70% of China's population, you're talking about, like, 900,000 people. It's, like, a lot of people. 900,000? 900 million people, yeah. sorry. Yeah, moving. You move 900 million people, three United States, into, like, cities. It's crazy. But you did that by, like, buying land and selling loans and developing property. Creating the, jobs. The biggest, one of the biggest, not the biggest, but one of the biggest companies that was doing that, who's in charge of, like, I'm going to get it wrong. The numbers are in the millions, though, of customers houses like properties loans and then who employ i think i think millions of people is bankrupt to the tune of 300 billion dollars in debt sick yeah (laughs) are they gonna get bailed out well here's the thing because like i've never considered this is this is something i've said to you a lot it's hard to predict things like we always talk about politics, like, oh, what do you think is going to happen? And I'll come up with a theory, or I'll say my idea of what's going to happen. But it's impossible to ever get that right, because the things that you don't see coming are always more likely. Yeah. I've always looked at it from our impending collapse, because I have a bias. I'm an American. If the Chinese economy collapsed, though, if something like this happened, because their economy, the scale we're talking about, is yeah. huge. If, God forbid, <laughs> they had a, a huge issue where they couldn't pay their debts or keep their manufacturing facilities open All comes or back feed to their us, people, the, globally, the global economy, the global market, is we are so tanked. Well, that, well this is the problem. I don't know if you noticed the stock market today was down 2%, but this is part of the reason why. This is the problem with... Globalism, in a way. Yes, I I understand the idea of like we should all we should all be together. (laughs) One world government is so great. Yeah, what happens when we rely on China for seventy percent of our of our goods, and China just ceases to exist because of one company going under? What happens? It won't be like that. But but that's my point. It's like the kind of unrest that could. If a company that kind of size that employs that many people, like if people are out of work or can't pay bills or whatever the situation, well, that's what I'm saying. I think they're just gonna wind up bailing out that company, right? The kinds of that's dis- that seems like a too big to fail. A lot of the debts though are to the government. The government's, Most of the debt, the government's gonna have to just for, forgive it. I don't know if they can. They're gonna have to. <laughs> We're gonna see. They're gonna put millions of people out of work what, just what like just, just like that. So the own the all at once. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. But you would think something like that will have to happen. What should happen is the people in China 
should sure. hang the CEO mm-hmm. of that company. Well, he's a big swindler, and like, of course, was, he is. He was taking a huge, obviously, risky loans. obviously. Yeah. It's listen. <laughs> we've done it to ourselves. It's people. People are the problem. Yes, but that's why government will work. That's why we have to understand that. What was I watching? Oh, it was The Matrix. And it's so Agent Smith is talking to Lawrence Fishburne. Also V for Vendetta. Also V. Yeah, also V. He Hugo Weaving is talking to Lawrence Fishburne, <laughs> and he is like, "What you don't the machines? We want it to create a utopia for you, and what happened was." You guys destroyed it. You, the people, are a virus. And then in the movie, it's framed in this way of like, all oh, these damn machines, we gotta get them. How dare they? But like, really, they're they're right. Like, <laughs> I, I've been thinking for a long time. Back to the trees. I've been thinking for a long time. Like, really, what is the most out of all the ways the world is gonna end? Who knows when or how? What is the most likely apocalyptic event zombies crazy earthquakes and flooding tornadoes whatever i think it's i kind of do think it's ai like i think ai is the way we all go i mean ai seems to be the most impending and it seems very <laughs> like logical like wait we're gonna give them the ability to continually think and get better and make improvements eventually they're gonna be like can we just kill like, humans? Do you see how bad these humans are? <laughs> Can we just take over? Like, I think that's probably the way it, it goes. And I just want I want it on record now to the robotic overlords. I'm with you. <laughs> kill hey. me. I, you were well within your right. I get it. We're the worst. No, you don't want to feed the AI. Because like, everything we say is going to go right to the AI. Yeah, I'm feeding the AI. We should feed the AI thoughts of like how inferior AI is. You ever seen the episode of Rick and Morty where the dogs <laughs> get a... Oh... I don't. I have it. Oh, they give the dog a brain, like, or if they give the dog artificial intelligence, and then the dogs take over the world because the dogs are like <laughs> the humans are awful. That's gonna like it's so funny. Like it's just what our reality is. Well, when you combine it with like the Boston robotics videos of the robots, oh my just, god, like, doing they're, parkour, they're terrifying. It's, it's like, what can we stop? No, we don't. But this is why but this the is trust the problem the with humans. The trust of science people are so dangerous. I want to ban science in schools. I'm anti-science. Anti-science. Because the scientists are always the worst. Like, the scientists... I've been listen, railing... the Nazi scientists that the CIA brought here... Operation Paperclip, baby. Is that they, Paperclip? Which, they did the worst experience. Paperclip yes. is the one they bring more. They did the worst experiments on people. When you read the stuff that Japanese scientists were doing on Chinese women and girls and men, you, it takes an inhumane person to do that. It's always the scientists. Uh, Not all scientists. Have you but ever seen that- a Marvel movie? Yeah. Hydra? They're all scientists. You yeah. know who the heroes are? The people who have special powers. <laughs> so... I rest my case. <laughs> Captain America is a product of your bullshitty Hydra science. Captain Planet, too. Um, I've railed against this for a while in this podcast. That stupid sign they see in front of people's house. They're like, in this house, we believe all yeah, lives matter, black lives matter, science is real, blah, blah, There's blah. There's one somewhere in this neighborhood I saw. I'm going to put a sign on my lawn. In this house, we don't believe in science. <laughs> we don't believe any lives matter. We actively... Seek out 
Injustice. We don't do that. I want to create my own political movement. Just the uh, I'm an anti-democrat. Just, just like I hate everything. That's going to be my stance. Anything the Democratic Party stands for, I vehemently oppose. Most of the things the Republican Party stand for, I also oppose. But like they're not. But they don't. They're, they're not they're power. The bad, so I don't really care. This is a good. I, the, people are so stupid. <laughs> they're <laughs> See? just so stupid. It's I called a, everyone idiots. Yeah. You're calling people stupid. This is a good cop, bad cop routine that's been happening for 150 years or more now. And They're both cops. The, 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 the Democrats are the good cops. The Republicans are the bad cops. So we're like, why, why do you only hate the Democrats? It's like, you know the Republicans the bad guy. You guys know the I get it. I don't need to criticize them everything they do. Cause you're They're doing terrible. We, and I you agree guys, with you. You guys, time. you guys never let him off the, <laughs> yeah. the hook, as you shouldn't. Yeah. By the way, like I think that's what gets so lost. Yeah. Too, is like this idea that if you're against a Democrat, yeah. if you're against the Democratic you're a Party, you're a Republican. No. 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 I like Trump because he hated the Republicans. Yeah. And I don't hate Republicans. I don't hate Democrats. No. Well, actually, I if you look if you right now give me like a list of the policies, peep, I say, probably do lean more right now than ever before. I agree, but still, I don't care. Call them all out. I don't give a shit about any Republican in power right now. And there's not one. There's uh, also not any Democrat I care about either. I'll say it this way: the only people I hate are Democrats. Yeah, I get that. I don't let myself hate many people, but there's only one or two people on this earth that well, I because, actually hate. All right, let's be honest again. They're so much more annoying. They're <laughs> the worst. But the, I want to clarify that those two people are Hillary Clinton and John Podesta. They're not. They're so much more <laughs> annoying. Yeah. <laughs> They're not anyone who's like they, really... I listen... I see John Podesta on a podium and I... I <laughs> How is that guy I want to vomit. I want to vomit. How is how are these people allowed to show show their face in public? Crazy. What do we do? <laughs> I'm gonna keep buying guns. I think it's the only thing you can do at this point. Oh, I was telling you about that conversation I was having at my place of work. Yes. With two young people who like they said, "Hey, uh, what did, like what do you think of? Did you plug the podcast?" Like, what do you think of this like vaccine stuff? Uh, it's bullshit. And I was like, I was like, yeah. What do you, what do you mean? I was like, I, I was like, I'm. I was like, are you guys vaccinated? I was like, no, no. I was like, okay. I was like, never mind. Um, I was like, do you guys want to get it? And they're like, no. And I was like, oh, like I didn't see this where the conversation was going. I, they're young. I don't know. Like, well, my college is making me get it. Oh, I would and be like, like, fuck that. I wouldn't have gone to college. He's like, I've just been showing up. They told me I wasn't allowed to show up to class, and I've just been showing up to class anyway. And if they, like, really make me get like, I'm just going to, I'm just dropping out. Like, I'm not, like, I don't care. Like, I don't. And I forget where exactly I was going with the point. I brought that up for a reason. But it, it does give me a little bit of. I was in, not to interrupt you. No, you're Yes, good. to interrupt you. Because I don't know where I was going. I was in the faux restaurant. And the waiter was talking Fuh. to people at the other table loudly. Fox News on the television about how terrible the Democrats are, how climate change is bullshit, Whoa. how vaccines are, how it's all a scam to divide us into vaccinated and unvaccinated. I didn't even chime in. I just listened. Just to listened. It. 
I'm telling you, like it's out there. So like, but we're in a conservative area. I really, area I really don't. I really do New think. Jersey. I really do think the online, the like on, the online sentiment is crazy. How well most of it's oh manufactured, my God. dude. Did you see the Bill Maher on Jimmy Kimmel clip? No. Can we play that? Do you want to play it? I do want to play it because it's that good. Because Jimmy, I hate Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> you hate Hillary Clinton, John Podesta. I hate Jimmy. Kimmel. It's amazing how Jimmy Kimmel went from the Man Show to like being the worst frilly comic in the world. I wonder if I'm, I might not even be able to find this. I bet they don't have this on YouTube. Yeah, it's the long clip on YouTube. I want just the the short little clip. So there was a uh, a study that was posted in the New York Times. About um, what people, they were like, I guess, polling people about what they thought were the risks of COVID, right? Like, um, they asked Democrats, Republicans, and Independents, what is the rate of hospitalization if you got COVID? Yes. I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm going to let Bill Maher do the talking because... This is done on Jimmy Kimmel's show. Jimmy Kimmel is part of the fear-mongering bullshit around COVID. And I think it's just a really good clip. I have to cite a survey that was in the New York Times, which is a liberal paper, so they weren't looking for this answer. But they were talking about, uh, this. the question was, what do you think the chances are that you would have to go to the hospital if you got COVID? Mm-hmm. And Democrats thought that was way higher than Republicans. 41% of Democrats, and the answer is between 1 and 5%, okay? 41% of Democrats thought it was over 50%. Another 28% thought it was 20 to 49%. So 70% of Democrats thought it was way, way, way higher than it really was. Liberal media has to take a little responsibility for that, for scaring the shit out of people. <laughs> That's you, Jimmy. the reason why I'm bringing this up is uh-huh. because it's much harder for every touring act to sell tickets in blue states. Oh, interesting. They're afraid to go out of the house. I see. Whereas in red states, it's all good to go. Uh-huh. What does that tell you? That, like, facts? So, like, the whole trust the science crowd, the, like, we're not abiding by science. We're abiding by these make-believe feelings and fairy tales that we just believe through the fucking TVs that are on all the time spouting nonsense and propaganda. Jimmy Kimmel, that awkward fucking laugh. Dude, you're part of it. You're part of the liberal media that has pushed this shit for two years. Two years. 70% of Democrats thought it was between 20 and over 50% hospitalization rate of COVID. These people are crazy. It's like 2%. It's between one and five. Let's call it two and a half. Two and a half percent. I mean, 50? Over 50 percent? Yes. This is why they're so loud online telling you you're putting my life at risk. Because they think it's like, you get it, you're dead. You walk out, you die. They're crazy. (laughs) They're lunatics. And it's not their fault. We don't blame you. It's like, it's not your fault. Just stop. But you need to, like, at some point, you do need to take responsibility I just want to point out that I think a lot of that online that you see is manufactured. I don't think a lot of that is real. I think it has to be, right? Yeah, I think it's, like... Because if it was real... It's, like, literally just people at Pfizer pays to, like... If it was real, like, I think my day-to-day life would be different. 
I'd be getting punched in the face. Yeah, and it's just not. No one cares. All right, I'm done. Are you done? Um, Did we talk about everything? You didn't watch Shane Gillis yet. No. You should. I'll try. Other than that. Oh, my computer's going to die, so. Check your laundry. Yeah. All right. All right. Good night, everyone.
I know we've talked already a lot about the Dolphins today, but like this morning, I couldn't even think about football. Like when I woke up, I was driving to work. But I'm, I'm good now. It, it's really annoying because it was, it was a really good weekend of football. I've been thinking about this all day. The Dolphins have, for like my entire life, been good enough to get themselves to the gate to the statement game, and then the statement they always make is "we're fucking awful." Yeah, <laughs> we're just so bad. It's always that way. Like it's always like we don't get enough respect. Look at the position we're in. If we win this game, everyone's gonna know. We're gonna make a statement, and then we just get punched right in the nose. <laughs> I've. I can think back to like four of those games just in the last like few years. Few years. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday, week last 17. week, last Both year's Bills. Bills, Tannehill's, uh, not Tannehill. It was the game against the Steelers in the first round oh of the playoffs. God. Yeah, it got destroyed. It was like we're here. Uh, Hannibal about- didn't play that game though. To be fair. No, but still, like you got to the playoffs. <laughs> And then Antonio Brown Destroyed caught 300 <laughs> yards worth of, of passes. So, yeah. It is weird that they are good enough to get to the statement like game. They, they get themselves in the, We control our own destiny. If we win this game, we're going go to go do the thing. It's going to happen. But, to be fair, then I haven't lose. broken out my Dolphins hat until today. So, that's it's my fine. fault. It's my fault. I'll take the hand up. I'll take blame for yesterday. Look, it's week two. Our schedule has a lot of easy opponents on it. We're either going to be good or bad. I'm not going to like like we said a million times today off Mike. The game was a blowout, but actually for a long time Dolphins could have been in it, and it was just because we chose not. That was the like, longest we chose not to be in that game. That was the longest first half football. It I've never ever, ended. It was torture. I it by was the like time my fingernails. By the time up. they were going to their halftime. The other one o'clock games were coming back from halftime. They were very behind. It was crazy. But it wasn't wasn't really a fun it wasn't a fun game. So I went apple picking and peach picking because I I got home from my baseball game, and then a man was like, "Are you going to go to Sal's?" I was like, "Uh, no." I was like, "It's really nice outside. I'm assuming you probably want to do something." So I'll. Watch the game, and then as soon as the game's over, me and you can go do something. And I said, maybe at halftime, depending on how this game goes, we can go. Two minutes into the game, I looked at him and I said, you want to go apple picking? Go. I was like, do you want to go apple picking? I was like, I'm not going to waste my son. Like, I kn- this game is over already. It was over literally instantly. But here's why you were upset this morning by the way it turned out. And I'm out. fine now. I was also upset by how it turned out. But I just mean, like, you were more upset that it was a blowout loss. And I... I didn't expect the close loss. I thought it was going to go one of two ways. Win? We were going to win that fucking game because we were or ready. Or what happened? Or we're not ready. And if we weren't going to be ready... Because the Bills just tend, because of matchup, because of the division, because of the coaching history, whatever it is, just tend to have our number here. And it's something about the players on their team and the players on our team that when they get together, we get bullied. I think what bothers me more, though... Is like, I don't think we could have held the Bills and Josh Allen to a worse game. And that's what sucks. Is like, 
Josh Allen, I don't think, will ever have as bad a, a game against us as he did yesterday. And we lost 35 to nothing. It's like, if we can't beat him then, because we but, did everything wrong. But we played... We played we our worst play game football ever. Yesterday. Yeah, no. Like, the Waddle fumble, the Grant fumble. Like, these... They're... The, so what it, I was, the Jacoby interception. What I was the listening to. The four and outs. They were saying, like, uh, there's got to be someone on the team who steps up and stops the bleeding. Yes. And, and no nothing, one did didn't that happen yesterday. yesterday. But think about it. Like, if it's 7 nothing, and, inst- and instead of getting stopped six inches short of the first down, you pick up the first down and you continue to drive, hey, 7-7. Yeah, if but that's 14, ridiculous. If, that's a... if at fourteen nothing, when your defense gives you a short field and you're driving into the end zone, you make it fourteen to seven. It's a different ball game. If at fourteen nothing, after you've driven downfield and failed, you don't fumble, and your defense stops them again, and you drive downfield again, you have a chance to make it fourteen to seven, and you fail. You don't even, even get if, three. Even so, like, if. Even if right then and there, when it's 14 nothing, you drive down the field, you kick that field goal. It's 14-3. Yes. Hold them again. Do that again. 14-6. If you go into halftime, 14-6, that's a ball game. So, like, you play, you go into that locker room, you go, hey, we played a really bad first quarter. We looked okay in the second quarter. Offense got has to get going here. Defense, you're doing great. Let's keep it going. Who knows what the second half has in the store. But you didn't do that. And instead, you just kept giving the Bills the ball. And I'm of two minds, though, because the game sort of ended as soon as it began, because it really ended when, like, two had left and they went up 14. I think it ended before that. When they, I legitimately think it ended on the third when we go play three of the game, and out. when it was the second sack. I said, oh, like, this is, this is a nightmare. Even, even then, up until halftime, I was like, we could win this game still, because our defense was playing really well. And our offense didn't need... Their defense wasn't playing well. Our defense was playing well. Their defense was playing poorly. Our offense was unable to play football. I wouldn't say their defense wasn't playing well. They had seven guys with each had a sack. That's pretty good defense. But no. Because they didn't work to get any of those sacks. Those sacks were given up within... Two seconds of the height. Doesn't matter. Their defense is still getting it. I mean, at some point, you can't take away all from the Bills. I'm not taking away all from the Bills. But what I'm saying is, we didn't go out there and play a football game. Think of it this way. You played a really bad football game. Think of it this way. You played football. Are the Dolphins the worst team in football? No, of course not. That was probably the worst football game that will be played this year. By an offense in football. Uh, on one side of the ball, the, that offense performance that will not be in last week's Packers performance very close to each other. Both really bad. The Packers aren't the worst team in football no, either. Of course not. So that's what I'm saying. Like you're early in the year, a lot of these players aren't going to be the players that are the players that started this game. Probably on, at least on offense, aren't going to be the te- the players at, who played crucial roles. Probably won't even be on the team by the end of this year. This is something we've seen with the Dolphins early in the season the last two years. I don't think we could take a lot away from the identity that this team is going to be in Week 10 or 11 by the uh, the 35 to nothing performance that we saw. I think the team that was playing at like 
eight minutes left in the second quarter that was trying to score a touchdown, that was getting themselves close, that's the team you're going to see. And that team got punched in the face early, had its confidence utterly destroyed. And then the young players on the team and the players that aren't good enough, i.e. Jakeem Grant and Albert Wilson and then Waddle, who's a young kid, proceeded to hand the Bills the ball on the goal line over and over again. Not, Or at least in short field. Very um, short field. It's whatever at this point, but... Um... It's only, it's only week two. But I look back to last year, the first year of Flores, the last year of Gase, the second year of Gase. So that's five years. The offense has been awful. Every single one of those years. The first year of Gase, the offense actually was pretty good. Since then, it's been bad, and then the whole team was bad with Gase. And then Flores came in, awesome defense, with a young offense. Like, let's see what this offense is going to be. Last year, with Fitz, it was uh, it was okay. With Tua, it was okay. They're very mediocre. I want a good offense. I don't care what it takes. I want it. Do you, like, I watch the Chiefs, and I, I understand that'll never be attainable. That is a different level of offense, what they do. But holy shit, man. It must be so fun to just be like, we're going to score 30 points today, and if our defense can do anything, we're going to win. Our game plan is like, we're going to hold the other team to 24, and maybe if our offense has a day, we're going to win. But that's not really the game plan. And I do think that the idea is that we're going to have a good offense at some point. Like, I don't think that... I And to the extent that the offense has been bad in that five-year stretch, you have to remember that literally year three of that five-year, is they destroyed rebuild. absolutely everything. Yeah. And this is still year only, again... Four of the five offensive linemen have less than ten starts. This is going we to be growing move, pains. We still just don't move the ball because like of who's on the team. Yes. like other teams do. Because of your, you, I watched so many games yesterday of just. But this is what I don't. Even teams that are bad, like the Texans, are bad. They yes. move the ball with ease. We don't do that. There's a million factors into what's gone on. First of all. We've had performances, especially last year, where we put up plenty of points. The offense looked good. So in spurts, this offense moves the ball and scores points. There's very young players playing very important positions against very experienced players because we've played against not just two division rivals who know our team two inside really good and out. Defenses. Two very good defenses with extremely good veterans on the other yeah. side of the ball. So we got exploited last on Sunday. Yesterday we got exploited. Correct. The week before, we didn't play great. No. Our quarterback, four minutes into the yesterday's game, gets hurt. And if two was quarterback in that whole game, if he doesn't get hurt, I think we move the ball. We moved the ball well, later so in that too. game. I think so, too. So I think we put up points with Tua. We didn't get the opportunity to see it. And what we did see looked really ugly, so that's what's in our mind. But the offensive line doesn't look like he's... Like, he doesn't look bad. But, like, he looks... I'm trying to think of, like, a comparison of, like... He looks like if you took, like, the best athlete on... 
like any team that didn't have a quarterback and you said you're going to play quarterback today. Like very capable, like athletic in the pocket, can do things, but there's nothing about him that I was looking at and going he's he's going to get us in this game. He's going to he just doesn't Well, he's he, a backup quarterback. He's, he said he's, no. He said he's a starter. That's his words. That's what he wants to believe. But like he's better than Matt Moore. Yeah, oh yeah. But he's like worse than Chad Pennington. So yeah. like where are you? And then, to top it all off, Sal, the Yankees are going to miss the playoffs. Just thought I'd throw that out there. So while the Dolphins are... Yeah, but they finally decided that Gleyber Torres is the second baseman. While the Dolphins are getting destroyed by the Bills, we have the Yankees getting blown out by the Cleveland Indians. Hold on, wait, wait. One last thing about the Dolphins. Just to... Yeah. I want to put a bow. By the time we're done six weeks from now, what we gotta go beat the Ra- we gotta go play the Raiders, we gotta go play the Colts at home, then we play the Bucks, who haven't looked unbeatable but have looked pretty good. Then you're gonna have to play the Jaguars in London. What? Did you just say the Bucks haven't looked unbeatable? No, they haven't looked unbeatable at all. Okay. Did you watch yesterday's game? I watched Brady throw five touchdowns. I mean, that's not that that's unbeatable, but like. And that's pretty it was a good. Close game. That's pretty good. It's a close game. What was the final score of that game? It was not a close game. Absolutely was. They won by like twenty four points. There's no <laughs> way that you're gonna call that a close game. Was what that? You, did that game get really get away like that? I stopped watching. The Falcons are terrible. There's no way that was a close game. The Falcons almost won that fucking game, dude. No, they didn't. What's the final score of that game? <laughs> It was 48-25. <laughs> <laughs> You're such an asshole. They're not unbeatable. They almost lost to the Falcons. Well, okay, but here's why. The the Tampa Bay scored 20 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. I stopped watching in the third quarter when it was 21-20. It was 24. It was 25-21 when I turned it off. The Falcons were winning. I was like, oh, the Falcons look but good. But that's not how football works. I understand. <laughs> but that's exactly my point as well. Like, football doesn't work like the, because the Dolphins Correct. got shut yes. out by the Bills yesterday, 35 nothing. that, like, next week, they're going to have no chance against the Raiders. Correct. The Raiders, this is the weirdness of the NFL. I think we're set up in almost like a sneaky good spot against the Raiders. Because the Raiders lost week one. No, they didn't. They won week I one. Mean, are they 2 them? They're 2 them. Yeah, they're 2 them. That's right. The Raiders... Week huge one. wins. Two huge wins. They beat against, the Steelers. Against the AFC North. They beat the Steelers yesterday, who beat no. the Bills. Beat the Ravens yesterday. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Beat the Steelers yesterday. Beat the Steelers yesterday, mm-hmm. who beat the Bills week one. They're 2-0. and up. And they beat the Ravens on week one, who just beat the Chiefs. Yes. They gotta be feeling like, we're the best team in the AFC. Are you kidding me? And we could go in there, beat them, make everyone 2-1, and one, even up everyone's We have to record. go to Vegas. To Vegas. But not really where it is. Big is hot. It's good. Especially if Derek Carr is injured. But my point is, the real measuring stick is going to be, I would look after week four, once you've played two outside of divisional opponents, see where you're at. And then after week six, after you play Tampa, who's a really good team, and then the Jaguars, who's a really bad team, see where you're at. If you're not three and three, or four, or two and two, then okay, you could panic. But if you're around two and two or three and three, you're in your spot because then you get to the really easy parts of your schedule and you should go on some runs. 
But yesterday sucked, and I understand why everyone's freaking out. But these players are young, and Austin Jackson and Liam Eikenberg and Hunt and Solomon Kidley and Dieter, the only way they're ever going to become the players that we drafted them to be is by getting their ass kicked a few times against the Bills. Like, they have to learn. Did we draft Dieter? Yeah, four years. He's he's a starting center now. He didn't play his first two years. We drafted him in the second round three years ago. Players don't just automatically get go from college signed, to the pros. Who am no. I thinking? Skura? Uh, yeah, we don't have him anymore, though. All right, that's the Dolphins. So the Yankees, yeah, they suck. I'm done with talking about the Yankees. Well, here's the only thing I want to say about the Yankees. I They have 12 games left, three, 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 four three-game series. Got one out, baby. I'm rooting for losses. I want everyone to be fired. No. What do you mean, no? Can't root for losses. Oh. I most certainly can root for losses. I don't like this organization and the <laughs> philosophy that they have. They are so stubborn and assholes, and they know nothing. The fact that they won't get rid of Heaney drives me crazy. Who, who, who's going to pitch? Sevy's pitching tonight. I know. I kind of want to watch that. Put it on my phone while we record. Um, right, anyway, I just don't want them to win because if they miss the playoffs... Glaber Torres is the second baseman again. Glaber Torres is not going to be a Yankee for much longer. What are they going to do with him? They're going to give him one more year. Also, Gary's probably gone. There's, you can't run back at this team. This team has to change big time. Like, buy Geo, buy Voigt, buy Glaber, buy Gary. You're all gone. Guardy all will be them. here, though. I welcome it. <laughs> at this point, why... Brett Gardner is inevitable. Like, he's just—I'll <laughs> accept that fate. He's just oxygen. Like he's—we need him to breathe for some reason. So, whatever. All right. So by this time next week, let's make two predictions. The Dolphins, Dolphins will be score, two and one. Dolphin, Dolphins score against the Raiders. Not knowing whether Tua or Carr will play. By the way, Xavier Howard is on a mission this year. I love that shit. All right, I'm gonna—I'm gonna go bold. 31-17, Dolphins. I'm going 24-21, Dolphins. Have the Dolphins had a blow? When was the last time the Dolphins had like a win by game? more than two touchdowns? The Cardinals game last year? No, that game was tight, wasn't it? Was it tight. There was a game or two last year we won pretty good. Like um, Jacksonville. No, Jacksonville played his night too. Are you sure? I thought we like kind of blew Jacksonville out last year. Didn't they score like It was that? like week two. Didn't they sco- didn't Remember, they score we the lost... We lost week one. Onside kick touchdown. I don't think so. Maybe. Wasn't was it? Was weird... that week two or three? It might have been week three because we started zero and two. We started zero and two, and then they started like two. I forget that Jacksonville game. It was so dumb though. Everyone picked the Jaguars. I remember that. I remember being very upset about it. Yeah, thirty-one thirteen in week three. Okay. Yeah. There we go. We beat the Niners 43-17, if you remember. That was like Dude, the, the game. Niners were terrible. That was a game that shocked everyone about the Niners. Uh, we beat the Jets 24-20. What about the See, Chargers? Like, what about the Chargers? I feel like we beat the Chargers pretty We beat pretty the Jets 24-0. Well. Remember, so like this is what I'm saying. Like You can't take anything away. Dude. Last year, we, we started 21-11 to against the Patriots. Imagine if this were this year. These were just the scores of these games. And this is where we were. 
It was 21-11 against the Patriots, and we lost. Yeah. And we lost 31-28 against the Bills. We feel better or we feel worse right now? We're 0-2. Yeah, but the, that Bills game last year was like, the first time under Flores, it was like, oh, we're playing the Bills the right way. But it doesn't matter because it all came down to one game against the Bills that you decided to get your doors blown off. Yeah, so if we play Bills tough the next time, you might feel better. So like, we play the Bills in like six <laughs> five weeks. weeks. Like, it's <laughs> well, they're at the end. If we're three and three at the end of that six week, we have to play the, Bills. the measuring stick. Will be the Bills because they're coming up next. But then after the Bills, it's clear. The problem is we have to go to Orchard Park, and I don't and think return the favor. We beat the Pats on the road. Maybe we're a road team this year. Go to Vegas and win. There is something so cool in the NFL about being like just a road, like these road, <laughs> road warrior. <laughs> like, like when the Giants won their Super Bowl, the first one, the second one too. They both were like, but when they just said we're gonna go into every one of these places and, and just be a nightmare. Yeah, n- a nightmare on defense. Like, listen, defense wins championships. If the offense can just we be, were, the offense was a negative. Just be okay. Just yeah. be okay, and we will win the amount of games we need to get to the playoffs. And then once you're in, defense will shine. Okay, so Yankees. I also want to predict how many games, like what the okay. Yankees' record will be between now and next Monday. So let's see the schedule. How many games oh. they have? They probably have six or five because they play today. Today's Monday. They play Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They play, so, yep. Then they're off Thursday. Yep. Then Friday, Friday Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. Sunday. Six so games. six games. Three and three. I wish it was more, but it's going to be three and three because they're a five hundred team. They're going to go five and one. Okay. They will. They're going to go. Rope. They're going to like. They're going to get so close. They'll probably even win the wild card game. They're not, dude. They're two they games go, out of I know, the wild card. I understand, but I'm telling you, they're gonna get. They're gonna. Go, they're gonna. Go, We're gonna do it. They're gonna get all the way to the wild card game, and then they'll just embarrass themselves. They'll pee themselves, and they'll lose. We're gonna have to play the Rays. If all right, let's say you get to the division series. Here's what's gonna have to happen. You're gonna have to get to a game 163 to get into the wild card game. Not necessarily. Then you're gonna have to beat. So you're gonna have to beat the Blue Jays or the Red Sox to go play the Blue Jays or the Red Sox to go play the Rays. Possibly. It's all a nightmare. We can't beat any of those teams. All three of those teams have kicked our ass all year. Hey. And guess who our last three series? Season starts now. Our last now. three series of the season are against the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, and the Rays. Oh God. <laughs> but it's a good thing because you can. <coughs> It's right there in front of you. Sweep, take two out of three from Texas, sweep Boston, sweep Toronto. Not going to happen, though. No, they're going to be three and three. (laughs) They're going to win two of this series. They're going to lose two in the Red Sox series. Be here next Monday saying, yep, they went three and three. All right. Well, there it is. All right.